Welcome back to Travel Tea, where we invite you to sip along with us as we spill the tea on travel headlines, trendlines, and other industry-related news. Each week, we invite our listeners to join us as we dive into what is going on in our industry and what our thoughts are. So grab a cup, come along, and don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Travel Tea. It has been a while since Crystal and I have hopped on here. And yeah, Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing very, very well. I'm excited to be back recording another podcast for you. I've, I've missed the Travel Tribe. I've missed uh, the guys on the podcast, the listeners. I know. And I'm sure you guys have missed us too with all of our discussions. And I wish I could say that today's discussion was about something brand spanking new. But we're, I guess, bringing you what's trending right now, right? Which is still COVID, still traveling with testing and vaccines. But I think today it's elevated because now we're in a position where more and more people are taking taking the vaccine, which is a good thing in the sense of that it's really jump-starting the demand for travel. I mean, we've seen it just at least over the past couple of weeks with inquiries from our travel advisors and just reading the travel publications that, you know, destinations are trending. We're hearing Europe. We just saw yesterday that Greece said as of, I think it's May 14th or the 17th, that Americans will be welcomed. Um, So good news in that, but obviously a lot of question marks still as it relates to a quote unquote vaccine passport exemption cards, which we're going to get into as well. But Chris, why don't we kick it off and uh, tell us what you've been reading, what your thoughts are on everything. Okay. So if you guys have listened to the other podcast before, you kind of have a sense of where Kristen and myself stand on this. And we are not pro-vaxxers, nor are we anti-vaxxers. As it stands right now, we are just not taking this vaccine. We feel like maybe it just needs a little bit more time. So that's the stance on it. And as for everybody rushing out to go and get the vaccine, all I would say to you is definitely do your research. It is not a social media trend. And although I know it is everybody wants to get back traveling and this seems like the big solution like to all of our problems, just definitely do the research um, because we all know that's coming out now is the big Johnson & Johnson one that is being you know, stopped in a lot of places for supposedly only six cases of blood clots. I mean, Kristen, six cases, how much do we believe that? And but here's the thing, I just I, I don't because it, that doesn't seem like enough to me to warrant them to halt it and then say, oh no, we have to go back to the drawing board on this. There has to be something else. And I know I'm I'm playing conspiracy theorist here, but I mean I'm on a medication, full disclosure, that they told me from the beginning can cause blood clots. So I knew that risk going into it. And I just feel like if you're getting a vaccine and how many millions of people have gotten that and six blood clots confirmed. And then they're like, wait, we have to pull the brakes on it. It just doesn't add up to me. So it kind of, I don't know, it, it makes me Do you question. know what I think about that? I think about, obviously, because none of these things have officially been approved, correct? They're yeah, all still technically agreed. in the t- testing phase or agreed. the trial phase I, sh- phase, I should say. 
So perhaps it's something to do with that and the fact that it's just too many people throwing a blood clot while it's still in clinical trials. I don't know what the difference would be, but the fact that it is still a clinical trial, I feel like a lot of people are just like guinea pigs in a cage at this point. And I just hope it's all good. I know me too. But, and you know what too, you hear a lot of people say, look, you need to just do your own research, but I don't even trust myself. Do it like where I don't even trust myself doing the research because there's not enough out there. You know, I was reading an article the other day and it said, we're assuming at this point that the vaccine will be good for three for six months, and then you may have to get a booster shot, but we don't know yet because there's not enough research. Like, what? So, <laughs> what? Just that whole, like, not enough research thing gets to me. And, you know, people say, oh, well, you had this when you were a baby, or you had this shot, or you had that shot. I could probably go online and look up any one of those shots and see 10 plus years of research and testing that went into any of those shots that I've had. However, this one, what are we giving it? Nine months of of research and testing from its initial conception to being shot in people's arms. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that's my thing with you, right? Is that I'm not against the vaccine. I'm not. I'm just, I have a lot of question marks because it's just not been in our market, in our bodies long enough yet. And I'm just not comfortable yet to to make that decision and i also think that we're going to get to a point though that when either enough people get it or don't get it that individual destinations will be making their own decisions like we know right now as the us stands from the last thing that i read on newsweek was president biden and his medical advisors which would be dr fauci and all the others are not going to make it mandatory in the U.S. And also the military will not make it mandatory that their service members get the vaccine either. So I don't think it's a U.S. thing. I think it's specifically relating to what we're talking about here when traveling, what destinations you plan on visiting in the near or distant future, and what will that be like in terms of your, do you have to put your passport down? Do you have to have a vaccine card? Do you have, like, what else are we going to be required to provide? you know, to get in the border. Absolutely. And it's, you know, that's on a much larger scale. If we really scale it back and have a look, I know you sent me an article the other day about that. Now you're going to need a QR code if you want to go into certain restaurants or to just go to see a show on Broadway. And that is day to day, you know, that's not just the occasional vacation that people take. This is something that's going to be implemented truly in our daily lives. I agree. And just because the U.S. government isn't making it a mandate, I do know a lot of companies, bigger companies, that are requiring their employees to get vaccinated before they go back into an office setting. Um, I was speaking to a family member this past weekend who said that she was trying to work from home for as long as possible because her company put out, I mean, it was just like a statement to all the employees saying, you know, you're required to be vaccinated before you come back into the workspace. Is there an option to continue working from home instead of being vaccinated and going to the workspace or it's one or one or the other? See, and I I don't know. So I don't want to speak out of turn, but I don't, I mean, this is, we're talking like a big company where I get it. They're in a basically like cubicle office type of space with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if they do give you the option, 
which I think they should, you know, if you're not comfortable with something, but then does that give them reason somewhere contractually to say, you know, then we just let you go because you don't want to, you know, follow the protocols that are put in place. I don't know. It gets, it gets very gray, right? Sorry. Uh, Cause I don't feel like that would have been written into contracts prior to 2020, but it's something to think about now that it probably will be written into a quite a few. I agree with that. I agree with that. And it's times like this, uh, travel tribe that I am loving what we do and the environment <laughs> with which we work, because that's definitely not something in our company that, you know, it just, it, it wouldn't make sense for us. But I think about if we were part of like a very, very large corporation that was in an office space, what would that, what would that look like? And, and how would that change? So um, it's interesting, but then it brings you to, okay, so you and I, we pretty much have the stance of, we just need to wait a little bit longer to to feel a little bit more comfortable, more research, all of that. But what about the people that are really just like, <laughs> screw this, I'm making myself a fake vaccine exemption card and that's it. I'm going to use this forged fake, almost like a fake ID getting into a club. And it's blowing up on Twitter apparently, because I guess there's a social media policy that's been out, I don't even know if it was before COVID, but it's definitely since COVID, that anything that has to do with the pandemic that's misinformation, it goes again, it's like violates code and your profile could be shut down. Um, And so, but people are taking to Twitter and posting pictures of these fake vaccine (laughs) exemption cards and basically saying, on this card, it says something like, under the law of informed consent, I refuse any and all vaccine vaccinations, which seems very like, I mean, if you read something like that, you're like, okay, what? But yeah. I mean, people are, I guess, trying to use these. And I don't know. I mean, do we think something like that, I guess in an extreme circumstance, so someone that, I mean, health-wise maybe wouldn't be able to get it, or maybe because of a religious belief or something, but do we think that exemption cards would be a thing in the future or no? I mean, I hope they would be a thing because obviously certain people just cannot take a vaccine. But the immediate question that comes to me is, number one, what's the penalty if you get found with a fake vaccine card? Like, is that going to be jail time? Because I know, like, I don't know, growing up in England, if someone tried to get into a club with a fake ID or something, they would take it off you, cut it up, and just say you can't come in kind of thing. It wasn't really any bad, like, police wouldn't be called that type of thing. But for this, is it going to be, like, a very bad crime to be forging these vaccine exemptions or whatever it is? And, you know, it's, I feel sorry for people because it does come out of a sense of urgency and desperation to even go and think to forge um, a vaccine card like that. I don't know. Like, okay, so here, I'm, so I'm reading this Newsweek article right now, right? And it says, um, employers and states are within their legal rights to require students, healthcare workers, patients, and residents to get vaccinated. So even though the U.S. government hasn't dropped it, individual states can. And it says, um, all vaccine mandates include a medical exemption for people whose health would be imperiled because of an allergy to something in the vaccine or because they are immunocompromised or for any other reason. So if a person claims a medical, religious, or philosophical exemption from the vaccine, employers can exclude such people from the workplace. Oh, wow. To a December 2020 guideline. So 
there are, there will be exemptions. I think what that tells me is that yes, that there will be medical exemptions, um, you know, which is understandable. I mean, not every single person on this earth will be able to take it. Let's just call a spade a spade, but, um, it's interesting to see what that would look like, what that sort of vaccine exemption car would, would look like if it was real. And I don't think, you know, even if it's required by state, I don't think they're going to throw you in jail because you're trying to get, you know, through some line on Broadway to see a play. I think it's really just that they take it from you and say, you're definitely not coming in here. You're not getting your money back kind of a thing um, for whatever you're trying to activity you're trying to do. But when I read that article that you mentioned too, about, you know, that New York really wants to open back up, but they're saying like for restaurants and shows that you have to show this, that, that makes me a little uncomfortable. I get it. They want to open this stuff back up to capacity. They want people to be indoors to some extent, you know, breathing nearer on each other. Um, (laughs) Make it sound any worse, breathing on (laughs) each other. You make me never want to leave my house ever again. But Crystal, I never thought of anything like that before. Like literally never crossed my mind before this pandemic. And now I swear to you, like if I'm indoors somewhere and there's like a lot of people, it's very much on my mind. Like, oh my God, thank God we're wearing masks. Like I've, I've become that paranoid, like just double mask wearer. I don't know. It's just... It is just, pretty terrifying. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but back to the QR codes and all of that. Some element of technology is must be required for to do that and i just feel like that is excluding a lot of the population maybe you cannot afford a smartphone at that particular point in time so therefore how are you going to upload what you need to upload and get your code what happens if your phone dies then you're automatically out for the count you can't prove that you've been vaccinated what about for the elderly who just don't care about technology they don't care to like necessarily learn how to upload their vaccine thing to prove so they can take themselves to a restaurant and I think that's where it's very very upsetting is that it's just finding another way for humans to be divided yeah yeah I mean I agree with you on that for sure and and I think we're at a point now too where we've been going through this for over a year now and there's also part of me that's just thinking like are they doing these things or going to be implementing these things because they just feel like there's no other option? Like it's, it's either this, or we're going to be dealing with this for like the next couple of years. I don't know. Right. Um, I mean, it's certainly getting better than what it was, but is it to the point where they were assuming it would be, I don't know. Um, when it I goes, don't think so. No. And like when it goes to travel specifically, I mean, I, you know, it's nice that the airlines have stepped up in terms of, you know, like when I flew United to Jamaica, I found it pretty easy to upload documents right onto my United app, even though obviously I still had to show it at the airport, but it was so much easier than what I had anticipated. And we're not talking about vaccine stuff. We're just talking about testing, but I mean, I'm hoping that they would make it as easy as possible. So if you you can't upload that code or whatever, there's got to be, there has to be other options for you. It can't just be either take highway A or you're screwed. You know what I mean? I mean, okay. So you said that you found that super easy, seamless experience. Now think about 
an 80 year old couple that want to go to celebrate their 50 year anniversary do they do they also do you reckon they'll also find it super simple you know what no and i think half of them probably won't care i mean let me just say from what my mother said so like you know the area where they live and the state that they live is obviously much more lenient than the draconian tri-state area that you know i'm currently inhabiting but she literally said that people of a certain age so you're just saying like you're 65s and older she was like you know we're they're just like living life and doing what they have to do in their own way um you know so i i don't think that they will comply to that stuff because i don't see them being you know like my my parents are pretty technology savvy but not everyone their age are like yeah. they're, they're not on smartphones. Like my, like I said to my mom, I was like, you know, you're, you're not like, you're like, what is the word? I was like, you're not one of the norm for someone your age. I was like a lot of yeah. people your age, they don't have the smartphones. They're not texting. Like they're not on TikTok. You know what I mean? I was mean? about to say, your mom's a TikTok sensation. I know. But, <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like she would be okay with that stuff, but I don't think like any so other people her age would. So, you know, it's kind of like, you do think about that and how that would affect them. Because think about from the beginning of all of this, the older population has been the ones that have been the priority, haven't they? With us wearing yeah. Right. With us wearing masks and socially distancing, we're, we're protecting the family members and all that. So you would think, I mean, it's a crazy time, guys. I mean, what do you guys think? I We always ask you all of our episodes that we sit down and we chat, but we would love to know because a lot of our advisor friends are vaccinated, some are not. And what is going on with you guys and your travelers? I mean, what are they saying? Are they just ready to do whatever they possibly have to do in order to live a familiar life? And I don't say, I say familiar because I think normal is not the right word. Um, you know, we're never going to live the way that we did pre COVID. Um, I don't think that because we're so much more aware that these things will and can happen. Right. And I just think we will live better, but I think a familiar way of living for us, it's going to come eventually, but what that's going to look like is again, a big question mark. So. Very big one. We'd also love to know from a sense of you or your clients, if you, if they're choosing not to get the vaccine, are they still willing to travel and if they have to do a quarantine period, what's sort of the maximum cutoff length of quarantine that they would happily um, endure to still take a trip? Because that's pretty interesting to me. Yes, that is interesting, right? Because I think everyone has a different threshold of like what they're willing to just, and I say endure, but <laughs> what they're willing to actually go through. So like, what, what about you, Chris? What would be like your absolute deal breaker? Like. Um, I think anything more than 72 hours for me. Yeah. Then you're kind and of. And that would have to be a minimum of a 10 day trip. I think for majority of places. Yeah. Hey, listen, I mean, at the end of the day, this might change the way that Americans specifically travel, right? Because we know the UK European travelers, I mean, two weeks at least is a holiday. And for Americans, I mean, four or five days is like, holy crap, can I get off of school and work? But this may change 
you know, the way that Americans travel. Maybe Americans will start to travel longer yeah. when they go away. So it, it could, could be, be a good thing. Exactly. Could be a good thing. Amazing.